Here it is, the Bob Albanac. We had a fun week last week with the uh, the big show going on in Hastings, and thanks for the uh, Hastings Rotary for uh, sponsoring the Almanac last week. Neil gave away some nice. tickets. It was uh, it was a really big deal. It really was a really big deal. For the Hastings Area Rotary Club and their big River Town Live. Congratulations to all of our ticket winners from last week. We have a uh, Bob Almanac salute. Coming out of the uh, weekend. Neil, that's Melanie. And her number one hit, Brand New Key. Remember it well. She was part of Woodstock 1969. She had a hit song called Lay Down, Lay Down, Candles in the Rain, about the experience of uh, playing in the rain at Woodstock and all the muddy, naked people. Uh, And then in 71, Brand New Key, 1970. uh, She passed away last week. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday at the age of 76. And it didn't come out until late last week, at least until I saw it. Uh, Her uh, children posted on Facebook that, and her name was Melanie Safka. She passed away Tuesday at the age of 76. No details of her death were given, but now Melanie, brand new key, now gone, gone. but not, not forgotten. forgotten. We're going to have a special feature here uh, leading into this date in history. Since Neil is in Florida, this date in Florida history. Anything happened on this date in Florida history? <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, not uh, not a, a bunch of advance notice on this. Well, what uh, you should so. do is you look up those ones where it goes, uh, you know, Florida man. Florida man gets head stuck in, right. in alligator. Right. There's saves a lot beer. of those. Yeah, saves yeah. his can of beer. So, you know, something yeah. like that. But uh, Monday, January 29th, 29th day of the year, 1802. What does every library need? A librarian. Yeah, and we got our first ever librarian of Congress. We had a library oh, nice. of Congress, so we needed a librarian. To tell people to shush. Uh, did he also wear his hair in a bun? Well, he should have. They had longer hair back then, certainly. Maybe it was a powdered wig in a bun. A bunned powdered wig. He was paid $2 a day. But did they have a library cop going out there and uh, yeah. wrangling overdue tell- books from the Library of Congress? Well, no, but John, the guy, the librarian was ready to go to go, shh. John Beckley, what would he what, what would he have done with Nicolas Cage and his crew coming in, looking for the president's secret book? John Beckley probably would have stamped that out. Yeah, he would have put up a fight. So that was 1802, 1936, Baseball Hall of Fame established in Cooperstown, New York. First five players, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson. Now, the building itself in Cooperstown wasn't built... And dedicated until 1939. So you see that famous photo of all those players. That wasn't until the summer of 39. But okay. not in that photo, Ty Cobb. Now, the and you know what I'm doing? I'm re-watching the Ken Burns baseball. It is so good. Uh, I got a PBS thing through my Amazon, so I'm watching that. And I'm, I'm up to the 40s now. Okay. Uh, just, uh, in fact, I think I've done, I'm through the 40s and we'll start the 50s here each each episode is basically a decade. But yeah. uh, 
the perceived reason that Ty Cobb was not in that picture in 39 was because uh, he had a lot of disdain for Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Didn't appreciate okay. him. Because Cobb right. liked to bend the rules a little bit. He was not well yeah. liked. He uh, was the commish. Yes, he was the commish. He's the one who fixed baseball after the Black Sox scandal and the whole thing, and he was still the commish well into the 40s. But right. uh, Ty Cobb was not in the photo, not because of that, but because uh, they were just late. Missed the train. Oh, well, best laid plans sometimes don't pan out. Now, what's also kind of funny is that on the exact date, not day, but 1963, 27 years later, is when the NFL Hall of Fame named their first really? Hall of Famers in Canton, Ohio in 1963. Oh, yeah, the, you know, it's the same date. January 29th, Jim Thorpe, Red Grange, and George Hallis elected to the Football Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb was also not in that picture, Neil. Just an <laughs> I FYI. Missed another train. <laughs> exactly. That was in 63. Ooh, it's TV theme time. You know, uh, Ty Cobb's style of play was probably more suited for football. Probably was. Yeah, this is the Barnaby Jones theme. Barnaby Jones premiered on this date in 73. It was a spinoff from Cannon. Starring Buddy Ebsen. The Beverly also Hillbillies had had its Yeah. Well, the Rural Purge had happened. Bradford Dillon. Now... Robert no, Hogan. hang on, hang on, hang yep, on. And yep. special guest star. Special guest star, William Conrad. Yeah, William Conrad there. <laughs> wow. They had to bring That's in an extra awesome. they had to bring an extra catering wagon for uh yeah. for William Conrad. He liked they his They should food. have had the forty yard dash between them too. He liked his see. buffet. Uh, so yeah, uh, Barnaby Jones premiered people forget Lee Merriweather was in that. Yeah. She wasn't just yeah. Catwoman. Right. And Miss America. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's two uh, people that had shows in the 60s, then got together in the 70s. Lee Merriweather, Barnaby Jones, Buddy Epson, 1973. Also, uh, same day, 1973. Just the sight of a beefy quarter pounder has been making me hungry all day. We grill them up with melted cheese, then I've got to send them away. I can smell them, I can make them up McDonald's style. When's the last time you've had a quarter pounder, Neil? I would say 25 years ago, maybe. 25? It's been a while. Wow. Yeah. I've had, I had a, maybe three, four years ago, I stopped on my way back home from Duluth at the McDonald's there at Willow River, yeah. uh, right off of 35, and that's what I ordered a quarter pounder with cheese, or as they call it in other uh, countries, a royale with cheese. Oh, because really? they, well, they can't call it quarter pounder because they're metric, well, right? You know, that's true. They're metric, but uh, the quarter pounder introduced to its national menu, McDonald's. Some guy in California added it to his menu, one of the franchisees, and Ray Kroc goes, "Yeah, we need to add that. That's got a little more meat." You know, people who want a more traditional burger than the Big Mac with the sauce and the the middle little little bun yeah. and everything in there and the two patties. They wanted a bigger, more traditional burger that's bigger than their regular burger. They went with the quarter pounder, which is actually the quarter pounder patty. Well, quarter pound is what four ounces. The quarter pounder patty pre cooking is actually four point three ounces. Neil, oh. FYI, they're trying to compensate there so when it does shrink, that it's closer to the four ounces, and it truly is a quarter pounder. Even though they still say that that is the pre cook weight of okay. the quarter pounder, it's and that nice double quarter pounder is pretty good. Back yeah. in my day, yeah. when I wasn't worrying about cholesterol and 
lipids and those things. Uh, the double, double quarter pounder was a good yeah. treat as well. Right on. Lots of beef. Let's remember an actor today. Looking good. Looking good. Freddie Prinz, Chico. He was Chico, and that was his catchphrase on Chico and the yep. Man. You had to have a catchphrase if you were a sitcom in the 1970s yes, into the 1980s. And uh, Freddie, yes. Freddie Prinz sadly took his own life this day. He's only 22. Gosh, I, I, it just floors me that Depression. he was that young. Alcohol, you know, those things. And, but yeah, and he already been a, a big star, right. you know, as a stand-up comedian. Then kind of, you know, but only twenty-two. Chico right. and the Man was one of my favorite shows. Oh, excellent! It was good. Love the old show. man and uh, yeah, Al- what's his name, Jack Albertson, and was, they even had Scatman. Scatman Crothers was on there too, yeah, for sure. It so, was a great, uh, great a, show. And, and who was singing the uh, the theme? None other than uh, Jose Feliciano. Jose Feliciano, exactly. It was a wonderful combination, but it came to a sad end because Freddie Prinze took his life this date uh, at the mm. age of 22, 1977. Let's uh, bump up a couple of dega- uh, decades. I'm going JFK on us here. Let's go up a couple of decades. Uh, Garth Brooks pulled a Joe Cap on this date. So you'll know right off the bat, um, I cannot agree with this. Uh, music is made up of a lot of people, and if for one artist short... And we all become a lesser music. So without any disrespect to the American Music Awards and without any disrespect to any fans who voted, for all the people who should be honored with this award, I'm going to leave it right here. Thank yeah, you very much. Garth Brooks refused to accept the American Music Award for favorite overall artist. He thought it should have been Hootie and the Blowfish, his good wow. buddy. Yeah. Darius Rucker, yeah, who who opened for him on his uh, most re- at least the most recent tour that I was at when they were at U.S. Bank Stadium. So maybe they maybe they uh, forged a friendship as a result of that. Because he well said, could have, yeah, I do remember that. He said Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> had done more for music that year than he had, and he didn't deserve it. And Joe Cap, wow. the '69 season, forty for sixty, they presented him with the Viking Most Valuable Viking Award. And he refused it. That that's the reference to quarterback Joe Cap. He knew it was a team game. Yeah, no doubt about that. And he knew he wasn't that good of a thrower, even though he had seven okay. touchdowns in that one. How about uh, nineteen? Let's go to two thousand two. Two thousand two. States like these and their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil, arming to threaten the peace of the world by seeking weapons of mass destruction. These regimes pose a grave and growing danger. They could provide these arms to terrorists. George W. Bush, his first State of the Union address and the first State of the Union address after the 2001 9-11 terrorist attacks. He uh, coined the phrase of the axis of evil, North Korea, Iran, Iraq. You can certainly throw Hamas in there now. Uh, That was this date, 2002. And then 2019... Just a bizarre, bizarre story. An Empire cast member, a possible victim of a hate crime. Sources told CBS2 the cast member is Jesse Smollett. Police said the victim was walking in the 300 block of East Lower Water Street when two people yelled racial and homophobic slurs at him. They allegedly attacked the victim with their hands and poured an unknown chemical substance on him. Police say a rope was also wrapped around the victim's neck. Of course, we found out this was all a hoax. He paid these guys to do it. The guys that did it were uh, extras on the television show Empire. And it all unraveled when they went to the guy's house and they found 
evidence that Jesse Smollett had paid them to fake this assault. And I don't know if he's ever done time. I know it was 150 days and he had to pay money to the Chicago Police Department to cover the overtime and all the resources that they spent on this thing. But uh, I know they appealed it. I don't know if he ever did those things. But, of course, his career was ruined. And rightfully so, I guess. He, as we say, chose poorly. Chose poorly there. Trying to make some kind of a statement. And all he did was make it worse for those people that actually are assaulted and have to go through real hate crimes. He went and faked one. He didn't do any good for anybody. No. That was was really bad. Yeah. Hey, it's birthdays now today. By the way, Higgins, do you know where my car keys are? Of course. Where are they? None of your business. Higgins. Why did you take them? You know we have a deal. I get unlimited use of the Ferrari. And extremely limited use of the wine cellar. Yeah, stop whining it up there, Magnum. He's going to go have some wine and drive the Ferrari. Higgins knows that's not a good combo. Right. He and Higgins, what a great combo there in combination on Magnum P.I. Actor Tom Selleck is one shy of 80. Is he still on that Blue Blood show? Is that still on CBS? Blue Bloods? I don't know. I think it's... it's coming to an end okay. but yeah he's been one of my favorites did a lot of great westerns too and uh yeah uh one of the greats for sure 79 here come the lizard people the visitors arrived in 50 gigantic motherships which stunned the world with their monumental size and power we have come in peace because we need your help and in return we will gladly share with you all the fruits of our knowledge Talk about an offer we can't refuse. No, we're going to strip you of all your water and your natural resources. We're going to eat all of your... Well, the good thing that they were going to do is going to eat all of our rodents and mice and rats because that's what they ate. Who doesn't remember, if you were alive, the V miniseries on ABC and Mark Singer. He was the leader. He was the leader of the band of rebels. He was the TV cameraman who looked and he goes, oh, there's something fishy going on here. And he's the first one to see them... uh, uh, the leader of the V people, the visitors, right. uh, chomped down on a little mouse. And we t- I remember talking about that at school the next day. Did you see that? Oh, my God. You see that went down her throat? You could see it. It was crawling. Oh, my God. It was terrible. And then I was going, yeah, I rather would have watched Happy Days. But right. that being said, Mark Singer, who was uh, the guy there with the feathered hair and the laser shooter in his hand, uh, he is uh, celebrating here today. He is uh, 76. And Jillian. What time is it, Neil? Well, it sounds like TV theme time. And again, it is. And it isn't the last. And Jillian, 74 today. This is, she starred in this show. It's a living. Talented actress. Had a very, very public battle with breast cancer, as you remember as well. Yeah, I do. Kind of became the face of that fight. Uh, Ann Jillian, 74. You were the girl that changed my world. You were the girl for me. You did the feel. Remember that time you dropped a bomb on me, Neil? You were the best for me. Which time? That time you admitted you were addicted. Dropped to die a Mountain Dew. Right. Finishing up one right now. They have that in Florida? I actually brought it with me. Charlie Wilson, the lead singer of the Gap Band, is uh, 71. You did a 
everybody got a car. Oprah Winfrey, 70 today. But you know that cheapskate Oprah, she didn't spring for the undercoating on any of those. They rusted out within three years. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, all that salt they use out in California. Sure. Uh, actually, how would you like to be the woman, the first woman that opened up the box? She thought she was the only one. And it, she's right. on camera. And then she looks around, oh, Oh, I thought I was. She thought she was special, and then everybody got a car. Right, right. So uh, Oprah, bit, pretty though. famous there, and yeah, uh, yeah. of course she's very rich and did quite yeah, well with all that it, she has yeah. done. Yes. Uh, how about the Mandrell sisters? By the way, she's seventy. The Mandrell sisters. Know your Mandrell sisters today. Well, I know it's not Barbara. She's no. a Christmas baby. And it's not Louise, so that means it's Erlene. Uh, it's Erlene. And that's Erlene on the xylophone here. She was the percussion player of the Mandrell Sisters. Barbara's on the banjo. Louise is on the fiddle. How about that from the Mandrell show? They Barbara were Mandrell. so skilled. That was awesome. Mandrell that's Sisters. Uh, Erlene Mandrell here today is uh, 67. Well, if it isn't Dr. Willers, nice of you to return. Would have been even nicer if you'd let us know you were leaving. Mary Ellen. Dear, sweet, gentle Mary Ellen, it sure is great to be back. And I did let you know. Mary Ellen, I... Yes, he did. Elizabeth forgot to tell Mary Ellen. I wouldn't want to mess with Mary Ellen. She's a tough lady. No. The oldest daughter of the Waltons, Mary Ellen Walton. Judy, 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 Judy Norton Taylor is uh, 66. How does that feel, baby? Mm, lower. How does that feel, baby? <laughs> Heather Graham, actress in a lot of movies, Hangover. Uh, there's Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, uh, Boogie Nights, and many, many more for Heather Graham who's uh, 54. I was just wondering if you might have left something behind in your bedroom. Your socks, your hairbrush, your marijuana. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't smoke pot. Tells my hatred. Yeah, Sarah Gilbert, who was Darlene. She was a teen. She was the original teenage curmudgeon, I think. Uh, and she was funny, and she's on the new version of that show, too, Sarah Gilbert. Uh, half-sister with Melissa Gilbert. Okay. Or Angles. Sure. 49. Oh, yeah. Kid Johnny Lang. Doesn't sound like he's 16 or no. whatever he was when he that. I think you're right. He was 16 when he did Lie to Me. Born in Fargo, raised in Fargo. Then he kind of moved to Minneapolis, and that's where they were based out of. Him right. and his band. Saw him at the Medina right when this was hot. Wow. So bluesy for so a 16 year old. So bluesy. It was just hard. I wouldn't say it was hard to watch. It was just, I'm thinking, is this real? Right. Watching that kid, little skinny, mm-hmm. straggly haired kid, and he's playing and singing like that. You know, it just doesn't work. It's tremendous, it. really. he got hosed. I thought he should have won the second or the eighth season of American Idol. He finished second. Uh, Adam Lambert 
is uh, 42 here today. There he is. He's the, I think, still the current lead singer of Queen. He's uh, the current yeah, Freddie Mercury. So, yeah. a- uh, Adam Lampert singing with Queen there, 42. And our rapper of the day is Riff Raff. Riff Raff. I thought that was Heathcliff's arch enemy, Riff Raff. Right. In the right. Heathcliff cartoons. But uh, Riff Raff is 42. All right, gone but not forgotten today. We uh, start with our gone president of the day, and that's uh, William McKinley. I believe he was number 25 in the uh, presidential pecking order. Of course, he was assassinated. They took his uh, mountain shot. away. Yeah, they. Uh, it was yeah they did, which is sad too. He was uh, right at around the turn of the century, 1900, and then uh, his vice president uh, Theodore Roosevelt would would be sworn in after he uh, passed away a couple of days after being shot from very close range. William McKinley, born on this day in 1843, one of the men who made America. In fact, driving through Alabama, we're in some, you know, kind of a a smaller highway, and the old, there's a lot of rundown places on this road. I've been there. One of them had... The old standard oil, like the original standard oil Sweet. sign, you know, yeah. the, red, the white and blue one, that standard oil. And then one of the men who built America, John D. Rockefeller, the son of Standard Oil Company founder, John D. Rockefeller, and uh, Junior was born on this day in 1874. He was a very funny man, W.C. Fields. What a man. Must come up and see me sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that, my little chickadee. May I? Help yourself. Would you mind if I availed myself the second helping? Compromising me. He really outpunted his coverage with Mae West in, uh, in that movie. I would movie. say. Right. But uh, he, was, he was hilarious. Uh, the great W.C. Fields was born on this day, 1880. Victor Mature. Born on this day, 1913, if you remember the film Samson and Delilah. He was the voice uh, that introduced us all to his angels, John Forsythe. He was in many other shows. John Forsythe, born on this day, 1918. Morning, Bosley. Good morning, angels. Morning, Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Blake Harrington, of course, on Dynasty as well. For sure. He uh, was great. 1918. It's TV theme time. George. He was one of the Collinses. He was one of the Collinses, right? Yes. But not Barnabas. No, he was not Barnabas, no. But uh, on the show, Anthony George, born on this day, 1921. Now, wait a minute here. Now, wait. I mean, why didn't they do some kind of a mashup? They could have had Buddy Epson be a a vampire. It could have been Barnabas Jones. That would have worked. Instead of Barnaby Jones. Right. Do you think I'm more effective he would have been at fighting crime? Correct. Anthony George played on that show 1921. He was the Tonight Show drummer for Doc Severinsen, and it would fill in when Doc was gone, right? Ed Shaughnessy. And little Tommy Newsom in there, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, Tommy Newsom, I guess, was probably more of the leader when Doc was gone, but Ed always had something going on back there on mm-hmm. the drums. Ed Shaughnessy. Born on this day, 1929, and one of the Ramones, Tommy Ramone. There was Tommy and Johnny, I do believe. 
Tommy Ramone, 1952. They're all gone, but not forgotten. This is a thing I've never known before. It's called Easy Living. Your staff forgot the lead singer of Uriah Heep. Easy Living, Neil. That's he what was you're edited doing. out, That's much like you're... Catherine Ross by your staff, who should not have been edited out. Oh, come out. on. Do I need to read you my uh, my almanac uh, credo here? I will if I... I, I guess I'm going to no, have no. to here now. I'm going to have to read it. But Uriah Heep, David Byron. I can't bring it up anyway. I guess, I guess the gods are saying not to do it. Now he was born 1947. Now they now are all, all gone. gone. But, but not... not. Forgotten. Would you like to start a uh, Bobathon with Glenn Campbell, Southern Knights, Brooks and Dunn, mm. Rock My World, Tim McGraw, just to see you smile? Uh, it's got to be Southern Knights today. W2PM, Princeton, WLKX, Forest Lake, KDBG, Albert, KDBG, HD1, 